I didn't hear shit. Go. Oh. Welcome back to the Blue Collar Syndicate podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I fucked up already. You got me, John. <laughs> Albert sitting across from me. And we have another guest with us today. Um, both, both of us, Albert and I, know this individual. We've spent time working together. And welcome him carefully because he's nervous. But it's our friend Cody Kozak. How you doing? I'm doing very, very well. And, and thank you very much for having me. Yeah, of course. This is definitely a first, and I look forward to it. Never been interviewed or had a podcast about you? No, 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 I haven't. Not with cameras in my face and a <laughs> microphone a fist away, you know? Yeah. <laughs> how you doing over there, Albert? Just peachy. Just peachy. Had to remember how to w- run all this fancy technology. Almost yeah. too good to be true. It is. Yeah, well, before we start, we'll do our Instagram, or sorry, Instagram's one of the social medias, but we'll do our social medias. Instagram, the underscore blue collar underscore syndicate. Facebook, the blue collar syndicate podcast. TikTok, blue collar syndicate pod. So, like we say every week, more uh, activity that there is, the more it helps us, the more it helps you. If you're watching these videos, obviously we were able to afford some headphones. So <laughs> as you can tell, it's slowly working. <laughs> there is there is hope, is what you're saying. Yes, there, there's hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel. It might be a train, but there's light. Hey, it doesn't matter what kind of light. Yeah, yeah. We just gotta learn how to run all the headphones now. <laughs> yeah. YouTube, man, just YouTube it. YouTube certified. Yeah. Uh, hey, I am a glorified YouTube certified DIY carpenter. <laughs> I rebuilt a whole back half of a camper off of YouTube. See? Who yes. needs who needs university when there's university of YouTube? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but you ready? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it about Cody, the one that the man of the hour that's here. So, we we both like I said, both of us have worked with you for a while. But what is your sp- you know, specialty, your expertise? What is it that you have been perfecting in your craft for the past five years seven years past decade plus what have you been doing what do you do dirt anything and everything to do with dirt and i I say that very openly because it is a very diverse and very um uh, broad um industry when it comes to that but my whole life ever since i was in a car seat i've been around the dirt industry whether it was um commercial residential industrial um as far as all the way out to being out in the pipeline and being um into very rural areas to very desolate um compact um uh, cities mm-hmm. um it was anything and everything i mean it's very i know it's wide and broad span but yeah, well, I'm sure there's a lot of people that understand that. I mean, we've worked in areas where the closest Walmart was three hours, yes, or you can work on a city block where you have three 7-Elevens around you. Yeah, pretty so much. kind yeah. of a good way to put yeah. it for you. Yeah, it, it is. You know what? That's probably the best way, and that pretty much sums it up. You, you pretty much nailed it on that one. What do you like better? Three hours away Walmart or 7-Eleven right there? Well, tr- truthfully, you know, I kind of like a little bit of a both. You know, there was a time we were working in Sacramento, and it was glorified chaos it really was we were working through downtown and we actually had to rip apart the asphalt but on the same token we were dealing with homeless individuals who would tell us that we were making too much noise and keeping them up (laughs) and keeping them from going to sleep which kind of makes some people scratch their heads figure 
how does that work <laughs> um so that was that was unique that was that was interesting um but then on the same token being in places out in montana um john and i can relate to that one where it, it's a journey to go to a walmart or civilization and you get excited uh, when you see that dollar general in the middle of nowhere you kind of you kind of <laughs> do you know you know you're going on that enthusiastic speed limit you know getting to that destination and you know it, it's kind of like the golden arches when you finally get there you're just like yes yeah <laughs> it takes an hour to get to just to the next yeah. town yeah but i mean it's also good too because then you can see what your vehicle's made of you know and kind of time yourself because there's nobody else out there mm-hmm. yeah and in montana they just put up road signs that says road damage next 104 miles you, 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 you know that's how they get you to slow down and kind of go the speed limit is they just you know create another pothole it, and they're really good at it that road if you're not careful you will definitely split a gooseneck trailer in half not not saying that you've done that i'm not speaking you know, from experience no, not at saying all that you've done that. <laughs> well yeah no that so there was a road we talked about the road. Yeah. It's between Ikalaka and Alzada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that highway. Oh, yeah. Because, you, yeah, you fixed your truck on that highway. I had lots of fun on that highway. Yeah. There was a dip because, like you said, the road, next road worked for 67 miles. Well, I found where they needed to work on it because <laughs> I found the dip where I went up, the pickup came up, the suspension lifted, and I came back down. And right there at the frame of the trailer where the jacks are and that toolbox is underneath where the chains and everything are, it just split apart like a fucking banana underneath the welds broke and everything and i've there i was in the middle of montana <laughs> but the good news is he was going the speed limit so just oh i was actually going yeah. under yeah so i don't believe in <laughs> i don't believe me either <laughs> hey the sun was shining that's all that mattered yeah the problem with montana is that's the best state to play the beat the gps game the what? The beat the GPS game. Oh, know? beat the GPS. When it sits there and says, you'll be there in an hour, you're like, bet, 50 Challenge minutes. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there in 50 minutes. Yep. How else do you meet the local sheriff? Exactly. How else do you meet the local sheriff? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You got to make an impression somehow. Yes, you do. What would be... So, you, you're very versatile in different types of equipment, correct? Yes. So, I, I would definitely... Um, I wouldn't set myself to one particular... Um, machine for the simple fact that I've had the opportunity and the and the and the uh, basically mentors of mine be able to mold me into not just one category. Yeah, well, that's so, good because then at the same time, if you only know one, you can only do one to you, an extent. Yeah. yeah, you're only capable of doing you know one job. What, what's your favorite piece of equipment? You know, I, I, I can't say a favorite because uh, they all have um, they all, they all have their place, right? I think the 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 need for speed factor, you know, obviously leans towards like a dozer, right? Yeah. Because you, know, you can be enthusiastic when you're pushing some dirt, but also too you can you feel like you're moving somewhere. You know, uh, digging ditch with an excavator is also great because yeah, you're you're, you're digging a ditch and you're moving just at a different different pace right but you're but you're swinging and and you got the momentum going yeah digging with an excavator is instant gratification it, it is yeah. it is i mean you see what's going on and i mean you, you see your progress right but when you're pushing with like with a dozer like god if i moved this mountain yet i'm, I'm still pushing you know and, and then, then at the end of the day you say holy shit i moved mount everest look right, right. Start. yeah <laughs> right it's that, that yeah. instant gratification but i think the biggest thing is is not just saying one particular machine is is the favorite but they all kind of play their 
So if, I mean, if so, if you were rolling up to a job and they had a dozer, an excavator, a haul truck, a scraper, um, with some other equipment, out of those, which one would you be running to? Skipping this one's mine. You know, as, as crazy as some people might say, but you know what? I've had a lot of fun in a haul truck. <laughs> So, I have got to tell you that... You're picking the haul truck. I will, I will pick that haul truck, you know? I mean, shoot, man. They, they make them so nice and, and, and accommodating now. Like, it's pretty... Yeah, it gets harder pretty, the pretty more convenient. fancy equipment gets. You'd have to rephrase that question. And you, be like, you would have it's to It's 2001. That. It's 1997. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I'll, I'll tell you this right Mid, now. Midsummer, yeah, yeah. we have a side boom with no cab. <laughs> and you have one umbrella, but it's black. So, it's going to take all that heat in. And you're in West Texas. In West Texas. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm gonna oof. how's that 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 actually reminds me of a time so i didn't uh, technically have my driver's license yet actually i didn't have it <laughs> um it's not sugarcoated right <laughs> and uh it was a wabco scraper so if anybody doesn't know what a wabco scraper is I'm definitely google it talking. and um you know they don't even have the air ride there's no there's no uh, wishbone uh airbag so i mean it's pretty much metal to metal right and of course it's got the paddle wheels on it so it'll it'll be able to load itself and it's got the uh, dual um uh, detroit motors which are, are pretty nasty but um that right there will definitely push the envelope to see what you're made of especially in an eight hour day um but on the same on the same token i mean you you're working for your money and you feel it too so when that person in the motor grader or or the the bg that's supposed to be maintaining the roads if if they you know take a water break or you know find themselves slacking off you're going to know real quick because every little bump you feel so it, it definitely makes a difference in what kind of machine you're in and they've made them nowadays gosh you jump in a scraper and hell you got airbags you got air ride and Fuck hell you got you got an auto button that'll wi- self-adjust wi-fi Yes, you do. satellite radio, <laughs> cable TV, Jerry yeah. Springer in the background. You, you pretty much. You yeah, are you not do. the father, <laughs> dude. That's Maury. Oh, I, know. <laughs> I haven't watched fucking Springer in a long time. Yeah, I don't think he's on anymore. He did like a comeback a few years ago. I remember seeing like just randomly seeing on TV. I was like, "Fuck, he's so old." <laughs> <laughs> I think Steve Wilkos in the Wilkos Show kind of took over his spot. Well, he was he used to be the bodyguard, right? Yeah, yeah. He ended up doing like a more. Uh, less, I don't know how you'd say that. Less crackheady version of Jerry Springer. <laughs> a little bit of a cleaner. Yeah, <laughs> it's still dramatic and probably made up, but a lot less crackheads. Okay, that's funny. So, where would be one of your favorite places to work then? Because if if you if you if you've been all over, I mean, you've you, like you said, you talked about Sacramento. We've been in Montana together. I know you've been in Wyoming. Um, the south, the west, what, what what climate is suitable for you? So, you know, obviously in a perfect world, summer, you know, is, is obviously um, ideal, you know, the further north you get. And then, of course, in the winter, the further south, right? But in a perfect world, that never happens. Um, but I really like to say uh, I had a lot of fun and enjoyed, you know, Pennsylvania. Um, I really did enjoy West Virginia. Um, met a lot of great people, um, and of course they're they're very open to um, you know obviously when you when you travel from state to state, people are really quick to go. You're not from around here, 
Yeah. Like, no, what gave it away, you know? <laughs> <laughs> was it the trailer? Was it my accent? I mean, there's a list, right? Yeah. But um, the, the cool thing is, is you know, especially on the, on the on the pipeline side of things, you know, there's a love-hate relationship in a lot of little towns you go through. They either love you or they hate you. Um, but for the most part, you know, they loved the fact that, of course, it was it was kind of like revamping the small town, right? Oh, Though yeah. it was, you know, short term, but it was like a, like a, like a fresh um, revenue mm-hmm. that was coming in. It was kind of kind of like an eye opener type of thing. It was really cool to see that kind of un, un, unfold a little bit. Okay. So that's what I liked about Pennsylvania because there was such there were so many small little towns. Like it was it was constantly changing, and there was so much to see, and there's there's just a lot of lot lot going on, right? But not only that, there was a lot of history back there, and I liked. I like that. I always get that feeling every time I went back east. It's like, fuck, this place is so old. It, it, it yeah. Like, you don't realize, like, yeah. driving through Colorado, it's so commercial here. Everything's like Walmart, Target, McDonald's. We don't have nothing old and cool, Mm-mm. you know, except for desolate way up in the mountains. But going through there, you just drive through some little city, and it's like a 200-year-old church right smack dab in the middle. Oh, oh yeah. And you're like, mm-hmm. holy shit. That was it it kind of makes you remember, like, how, like... You feel like this country has just been around as long as you have, but when you go back there, you start seeing like, "Fuck, what the hell is going on here?" Fucking 189 years ago. Yeah, part of the original 13 colonies yeah. type stuff. Because there was the when we when we were out there a few years ago, I went to a golf course somewhere <laughs> over there in West Virginia. I can't remember where, but I mean, we went through a town where you know it's got the three story buildings, the houses, but I mean they're what are they fucking 40 foot wide, but they're 80 foot tall. And they're all they're old on hills, you know, leaning bricks falling out of them. You know, like you said, the history in those kind of towns. Not everyone gets to see that kind of stuff. No. You know, and 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 take it one step further is, is the fact that people live so differently, and we're still we're still close, right? You know, and we're we're just going over a state line, but yet it's it's very diverse, and, it, and it, it's it's almost like flipping a light switch in some sense. I mean, take simple things like heat for granted, you know. You know, out west, it's it's natural gas, right? Well, back east, people are still using fuel oil. So there's yeah. a, you know there's a tank, you know, hey, I gotta go fill it up with diesel or you know fuel oil, and that's how I'm gonna heat the house. And you're just like, that's still a thing, right? Like, and it is, it, it is still a thing. That's like going up north. I mean, some of the most wealthiest people up there are people who do fucking wood for heating the home in the winter. Like you can go up into like Michigan and stuff. There's million dollar companies that's what they do is make firewood mm-hmm. oh wow okay yeah i didn't know that like out here the only people who make firewood firewood is like some old hillbilly mountain man looking dude who does it for himself because like you said <laughs> everybody out here is on natural gas basically yeah. you're yeah. on gas or propane yeah. hardly anybody has has to use wood some people do for like the nostalgia shop. yeah well yeah gotta have the, the ambiance of the of the crackle even though you know nowadays we can use our smart tvs <laughs> which i i have actually was trying it out because it actually gave me that option i was like I can, let me see is this a thing it's actually a thing with a smart tv you can have a, a fireplace a perfect fireplace with the crackling sound oh wow and we'll set the ambiance <laughs> the thing that kind of throws it back to reality is when you get a commercial you know there's uh, a commercial you know <laughs> we interrupt your fire, program fireplace will return in approximately two minutes yeah. <laughs> you can resume the ambiance you know brought to you by pfizer yeah <laughs> brought to you by pfizer <laughs> That's awesome. They did something. They said like uh, certain channels like ABC and NBC, like 70% of their commercial revenue is all like Pfizer and medical shit. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. Why not? Well, I don't know. 
Just saying, it probably shouldn't be. Got to follow the money. Well, weren't the Oscars sponsored by Pfizer this year? I don't know. I've seen some funny shit about that. Well, I don't pay attention. i just seen the memes on Instagram. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Is it, are they factual or are they made up? Hey, if it's a meme, you know it's news. It's, it's, kinda, it's probably more accurate than most news. Shockingly enough, it does make you look twice. <laughs> Wait a minute. You ever looked at that Babylon B page? No. They're just like, they just dog on everything. They like make fake news headlines and it's just always hilarious. Like they talk about Biden falling down the stairs and they just come that up. That doesn't the happen though. <laughs> well, yeah, he falls up the stairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just make funny headlines. So they'll take like a CNN news article and remake the article like <clears throat> something just stupid, obvious and hysterical. Okay. That's who I get my news from. Yeah, I don't follow that. <laughs> you got to follow him. It's funny. It's just, you'll laugh all day. The things that stick. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, back to where you like to work. Where's your f- least favorite place to work? Least favorite? Yeah. Colorado, because I get nosebleeds. Man, it's the altitude. It takes forever to, yeah, alt- to, get, to yeah. get, you know acclimated but once i am I'm, I'm good but golly you take me out of the the um the mountains and then i can like breathe but once i get kind of adjusting and get back to it but that dry that i don't know that dry atmosphere definitely messes me up i mean i love the mountains i'm all about it but gosh it just it takes me a while to mm-hmm. kind of get to it but um you know, I, I think the, the, the I like going to the places that nobody else wants to go. Okay. If that makes sense. And you know what? Yeah, you hear Colorado a lot. You hear, you hear Texas a lot. And I'm okay not to be there. I would always cringe when it was your favorite place out east. Oh, yes. No, I don't like that place. I am all about the mountain. Like I said, I'm all about the, the back east side of it because, you know, the, the, the mountain and the, the, the terrain is, is so extreme right it's, it's not it, it's not the the rocky mountains it, it's you 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 go down and then go right back up and that that is something that especially taking equipment on it it's just that next level right it's, it's that it's that rush it's it's why people jump out of airplanes it's it's why people do that that crazy lifestyle is because it's adrenaline right well being able to take you know a, a million dollar machine a half million dollar machine down some of that that terrain and you're just like wow somebody else is trusting me with with this i better not mess this up so you know you know you you not only are you you know you're kind of got to make sure you're the words the famous words of being fit for duty but you're also like i could really cause a lot of damage or i could i could really do a lot of harm right so you're really focused yeah i could fucking die pretty much yeah yeah yes and i think the other thing of it is too is i've been in situations where i've lost control right and at that point you don't you don't think you just just react and i think that's what i love so much about it i've never once thought what am i going to do i've just reacted and it's always i don't know if it's natural i don't know what you want to call it people can speculate all they want right but when something goes wrong and you adjust quickly you just don't miss a beat you just keep on going and and there's some pictures that i have that even i go wow i did that like you gotta man i was, I was there okay and, and, you, and, you, and it's i don't know it's it's a, it's a rush all on its own and i think that's why i really do i admire the east coast for that 
So I remember you telling me about a, one of the hills you worked on out there. Mm-hmm. But for like, when you said, you know, reaction instead of thinking about it, would that, like the people that are listening to that maybe not, you know, they're inexperienced or they're new or they're still learning or they want to do something like that, would that, would you recommend them go straight onto a hill? Or do they, they need some sort of experience? Because that way they're, they have the proper reaction. You know, I, I, this goes with any machine. You could be on flat ground, and if you're scared of that machine, you don't belong in that machine, okay. right? It, it, it's that comfort, right? You jump in a machine, and, you, and, and you're right. You can, you can have that butterfly effect, right? That, that butterfly feeling. That's good, right? It, it's kind of like, ooh, I'm nervous, but I'm excited nervous. And it's like, you know what? Okay. And it, that's what you want, right? You don't want to be sweating, and you don't want to be shaking. You don't want to be going... This is a really big machine. I I, 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 don't, I don't know what to do, right? And, and, and you start second-guessing yourself, and, you, and you, then you start creating your, well, you're your own worst enemy, right? And I think that's what kind of gets kind of missed, is it's, it's, it's a matter of how you feel when you get in the seat, right? Mm-hmm. You sit down, and you're like, oh, phew, I got this, and man, ain't nobody going to show me what to do. I'm just, I know what I'm doing. Well, I, that's probably not the right attitude to go in there either, right? You got to have that little bit of nervousness. You got to have that that cautious effect, because then you're like, all right, this is what they mean by you know respecting the machine, all right, and and you got to be comfortable with it. You you got to, it's got to fit. Okay. You just can't force something. If that like makes, does that make sense? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's uh, like the approach when I was taught how to operate <clears throat> was the guy he was older like when we got into denver you know it was a lot smaller machines but we were always digging around gas and petroleum and power lines all day every day and we don't like to use shovels so the the closer you can get with the machine the better and that was his approaches for a while he'd do the really hard shit and then he'd make a big fucking mess and be like all right i'm gonna go eat lunch clean this shit up and so i got the approach of like i'm gonna put you in a situation where you're gonna have to try really hard to create a problem but you're also like, here you go. Be comfortable. Have fun. I'll be back. <laughs> that was kind of his approach. And then when when we got when I started doing the digging, that's when he would pay a little more attention. He'd be there, fucking cigarette in each hand. And, hey, Menthol Gringo, more, more, more down, right. more down. <laughs> <laughs> but well, that, it, yeah, I like that approach. The, you got to put him in a comfortable setting. And if you're in a comfortable setting and you're still uncomfortable, it might not be your thing. Well, and, and that's just it. Nobody knows right off the bat what they're what they're capable of, right? Yeah. I mean, if if, if the three of us were going to go skydiving, you know, here in a few hours, we might have a, a different approach to where what we think about what we're going to do when we're sitting here versus when we're in the plane getting ready to jump, right? I promise you, I'm not jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> well, well, again, it's that situation. Yeah. Until you're actually putting it, you don't really know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. More now, of like a fight or flight situation. Right, right, exactly. You know, I, I think a lot of individuals are so quick to, you know, oh, I want to be in that right there, or I want to, I want to do this, and and they skip the the basics, and and well, yeah, they they skip everything about the basics, and the basics are what got us here. That's what got me here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I don't know the 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 groundwork, the legwork, how am I going to know the the machine side of it, right? Because of course, you see something on the ground that you don't see in the machine, mm-hmm. and, and and that is, I think, gets 
gets real foggy real fast when someone says hey so-and-so didn't show up today i need you i need you in the seat oh man i could be in the, the seat and all of a sudden well, i don't need to be on the ground anymore yeah their ego kind of just explodes 100 percent. yeah mm-hmm. we, we kind of touched on that last week or not last week but the one of the previous episodes you know like um we were talking about you know getting an equipment and you know sometimes you'll be humbled real quick sometimes you won't it's just a matter of time but yeah it's just a um a check yourself yeah before you you know check someone else by hurting them yeah or the job you never know i think it goes a lot with how guys like to teach too because i've seen good and bad teachers like i've had like the approach the old hispanic dude gave me which was i'm gonna put you in a bubble that i know you got to try really hard to fuck up and i'm i'm gonna let you do your thing until we get into more serious business and then i'll start giving you pointers and then on the pipeline i've had both experiences like so i went from running small machines all the time to the pipeline which was it was ironic because everybody underestimated me a little because like oh you're used to little shit and i'm like do you know how fast the little shit moves you know how i can i'm used to digging one inch away from a petroleum line because i can you know, in the pipeline, you get four feet, call the hydrovac, go back to digging through a wide open field. So I was like, this isn't hard. The only thing I had to learn was like where to put your fucking dirt. Cause I'm not used to having 300 tons of dirt behind me that I have to make sure it can get pushed back into a spot. Mm-hmm. So that was like the learning curve I had, but I had guys that were like, like the first guy who started teaching me how to run a dozer and backfill with a dozer. He was just like, here's how the blade goes up and down. And it's a fucking brake pedal, not a gas pedal and a dozer a deceleration pedal that's it that fucked me up so much that, the first time yeah but that was my whole fucking lesson and then like half a day goes by and this other dude comes up and says what the fuck are you doing <laughs> i was like i don't fucking know and then he gave me like a better like 20 minute explanation of how to move <coughs> dirt more efficiently because mm-hmm. i'm just sitting there like trying to dig with a dozer and i'm just trying to push massive mountains at once all into a ditch and he's like no 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 don't do that you know, so he gave me like a 20 minute lesson, which worked a lot better. And then I've also had the irritating approach, but looking back, it was a better one. Like when I started running the, uh, the grader or the blade, that fucking old man made me stand on the side of that machine for two fucking days, just watching him just sitting there holding the fucking ladder. And he's like, tell me all this shit. And when you're, you know, 25 or whatever, you're just impatient. You're like, all right, dude, let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. <laughs> but it paid off later because once once I did get cut off on my own in the blade, it was like, oh, that's what he meant when he was saying all this shit. That's mm-hmm. what he meant. And then I see other guys, you know, I don't know how it was with some of the companies you, work, you guys worked with, but, you know, we'd park shit at the laydown yard. And if nobody's paying attention, some younger guy would be like, ooh, I'm going to go run the blade. And he'd just kind of grab it and like, where the fuck's that going? I don't know. Because there's so much shit going on. Sometimes people are like, you end up little clicks, you know? So like you'd have this little click at the end of right away that just tell someone that has no business being in the blade to go grab the blade. And they'd be like, yeah, I could run it for sure. And they've never fucking sat in it. Especially when we switched over to the cats with the joysticks, like nobody fucking ran those except for me. Like they still had all the John Deere's with the fucking steering wheel and all the little controls. And, uh, they would switch over and you just see those kids like they would fucking just backfill do whatever the fuck they're doing and you'd go down there where's the topsoil at oh ooh. do we have to put the topsoil back oh it's in the bottom of the ditch now that's fucking great <laughs> now i gotta go explain to the company man why you need fucking 
three fucking side dumps of fucking topsoil at the end of this right away because all the topsoil we took off disappeared. Oops. Yeah, and I don't know. Some of the places we worked, like, you'd get farmers, nope, you have to buy topsoil from my buddy down here. And that stuff is, you know, a gazillion dollars a ton. It's amazing the price. Yep. It's amazing the relationships. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're absolutely right when it comes to, like, just, it's like the person that taught you was 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 kind of the one that like you said there's 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 good and there's bad teachers right but on the same token there's there's teachers that are very aggressive and there's teachers that are very um i guess diplomatic in a sense to get their point across and and not make you basically shut down right way i was taught yeah it was there's been times i i'd, I'd be lying if i said i never cried you know um I've, I've had some teachers that made me feel very, very, very small, you know, and make me feel like very insignificant and make me feel like, like a nobody. And every day when you get told that and told that, you're just like, man, maybe I am a failure, right? Maybe I am this. But that's, that was their teaching uh, method. That was their, their way to say, hey, you know, I was taught this way. I'm going to be even harder on you. Obviously, they, they saw something in me that I didn't even see, right? But yet, when someone pushes so hard, for a lot of individuals, you, you, you break down. I mean, everybody has a breaking point, right? I mean, I've, I've found mine. And yes, those teachers, those mentors of mine, that was their way of doing it, right? So every time, they would thrive to look at something that I was doing wrong, right? And they would make me know it. As soon as I, as soon as after I, I did something that wasn't to their liking, boy, I... I I never hear the end of it. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, man, am I doing anything right? And then you have those other ones, like you said, that are that are very, you know, um, diplomatic and very uh, careful with their, their word choices, so to yeah. speak. You know, because you could have the ones that, that expand their uh, their word choices to go, Jesus, man, you, you, you sound like a... Sound like you need some help. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm not the problem, right? <laughs> Maybe it's you. Huh? I think it's you, not me. So I, I think that plays a huge role too, right? Because, again, taking a, a virgin individual and throwing them into like the biggest machine or throwing them into the smallest machine has everything to do with the teacher that throws them in that machine. You know, and and that is something that everybody in this whole industry sees is, yeah, there's certain teachers that will take people and thrive with them, right? And then there's others that are like, you know what, shrug the shoulders, move on. Mm -hmm. It's all in who you're around. Yeah. It's always a shame, too, because there's always, like, when you get to the top tier of operating, they get split in half. Usually half of them are great teachers. The other half are horrible teachers, but great operators. Mm-hmm. So you kind of end up with this, like you can't learn from everybody. Like you could teach a lot more guys if everyone could be the best teacher, but you can't expect everyone to be best at everything, you know? That's why you always got to keep that open mind too, right? And, and it's again, it's a reminder of saying, oh, wow, I've, I've conquered this, this machine. I, I know what I'm doing now, right? No, there's going to be somebody else that's going to say, I like what you're doing. Check this out. Keeping that open mind, all of a sudden you're just like a light bulb. Oh my gosh, 
that's that's was the funnest part about the pipeline that that what you're talking about is never ends that revolving mm-hmm. door always always you'll be oh, on yeah. a job like dude that guy is the best fucking hoe hand out here and then they call in some dude from another job site yeah. shows up on his raggedy ass pickup yeah. and we watch this dude carve stairs down into a bell hole in like 30 seconds and they were like they looked like they were carved by the hand of jesus uh-huh. you're just like where have you been my entire life <laughs> you know and we had a i remember we had this old guy too he was one of the bad teachers he was one of the he'd pull up he always ran a dozer so he'd pull up what the fuck are you doing and you're just like fucking pulling topsoil in you're fucking it all up fucking kids and just drive off he was that guy but he would never like help you you know mm-hmm. but i got lucky with him after i just started talking shit back to him a lot of times you know i'd he'd come talk shit about sometimes doing and i'd go at the end of the day he'd be like filling his equipment and be like don't don't break a hip getting off that machine old timer you know and i'd fuck with him and I found out that's kind of what he was used to. He he was a dude. The guy pipelined like through the Rockies when they used to use horses to drag pipe because back then trucks didn't have enough power to get to the top of the mountain. Jesus is going to resurrect himself for a third time before you get off that fucking blade. Yeah. So I used to, <laughs> I used to always just go pick shit with him, and he finally started teaching me. And then you found out he was like probably one of the best operators in every piece of equipment I've ever seen. You're just like, why? How come you never got out of the fucking dozer then? Like, dude, that guy could do wizardy with a wizardry with a side boom. Like, he'd just be like, "What? Why are you? Why are all these other people out here trying to show me what to do? Why the fuck don't you teach us?" And then he was like, "I don't fucking dig ditch. I don't dig ditch. Fuck that. You kids can do that shit." And then one day, like nobody was there, and we were digging through his cornfield, and it was a muddy, nasty mess. And I think it got dangerous enough. He kind of realized if he didn't go do something, like the, either the job was getting shut down or somebody was getting hurt because they had this. Like, I never dug ditch. I was too slow to dig ditch. Like, I could dig a very beautiful ditch, but it took me too long. So they found better things for me to do. And uh, so they put these other kids digging ditch, and they were just, it was this muddy, sloppy mess. The fucking ditch was falling in everywhere. And finally he goes over there and tells the the guy running the foreman on the job, he goes, tell all those guys go to the other side of the job, and I'll dig this ditch, but I'm not going to dig it with them here. And then we go look, and it's like this muddy mess turns into a beautiful fucking ditch. And you're just like, masterpiece. He goes back, and he's in the dozer. I'm like, you dug that ditch, huh? Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah. Don't fucking tell no one. I don't want all these other motherfuckers knowing I can dig ditch. I hate that shit. Just fucking swinging a hoe to the right all day. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I hate it. But he was so good on everything—a dozer, a blade. Like I started getting him to show me little tricks with the blade all the time. Like because everyone knew him as Smitty the Dozer Hand. He only runs a dozer. But then you found out he's like this fucking Jesus in every piece of equipment. And then when you actually talk to him and you find out he's been pipelining since a fucking horse and buggy days, like, well, it makes sense. Yep. But Well, and that's the other thing, too, is, you know, when, when, when someone gets taught to run a, a machine, it's like, oh, I've been doing this for three weeks now. I, I, got, I got this. I've been doing this for a month now. I got this. And it's amazing that the time... The time never stops. It never should stop, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, to to be that individual that people look to to, to solve that 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 problem or that situation, like like digging a ditch, and, and being able to have someone like that that doesn't necessarily brag about it, but just kind of keeps it under their hat. Well, because he's still absorbing, he's taking it in, and he's just going, "Oh, that's definitely not the way to do that." Mm-hmm. My way is still the way you know to, to go about it and okay I'll, I'll do that now you know what i mean yeah but he's not just jumping in there and going well you know before you start you know you failed right at mm-hmm. least he's 
sitting back and still absorbing it in and still taking it in and and who knows he's taking notes even when you don't think he is taking notes mm-hmm. i mean it, it, it's it's crazy to see a lot of a lot of the older the old timers um they were always sitting back and, and, they're, and they're and they're still watching and they're still learning they won't tell you that they'll tell oh, you yeah. they, they got this all figured out but they're still sitting back and they're watching you and i mean it, it's also kind of a it's a joy because in the back of their mind they're going I know he's doing it wrong, but he's got to learn. He's got to learn. Yeah, and 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 and, and having that that mentality right there, it, it, it kind of it, it pushes you to make you that better individual, right? Mm-hmm. But when 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 someone gets taught any kind of machine, any anything, a lot of a lot of us are so quick to say, "Oh, I got this." Whether it was in a three week period, a one week period. You know, it, going back to a, uh, a loadout job, you know, where you're taking an excavator and you're loading uh, dump trucks all day long. That's all you're doing. Taking that excavator, loading trucks. The trucks never stop. You just keep going. You just keep going. You just keep going. I can't tell you how many times people would tell me, oh, I could do that. That's easy. I could do that. It's not that you can't do it. It's how you do it, right? Mm-hmm. It's the time. If you stay that job lasted just to say four months right that job lasted four months that same individual was in that machine every day that machine was swinging every day those trucks were getting loaded now if you broke it down even further you started watching the time on how it how, how much time it took per truck to get you know the, the next truck and, and and to keep that basically that that that, that the, the turnaround time. the turnaround time yeah. to keep it moving that's what makes the individual in that seat because again it's not about just anybody jumping in it right it's it's how you run it it's how you move it and it's not just in a week it's not just in in a month it's within the time frame of that project and that's you betcha that's what makes projects successful that's what makes an individual better because you can't tell me the person that's in that seat's not pushing it just a little bit more just to load that next truck a little bit faster or, or, or not I don't want to say faster a little bit more efficiently mm-hmm. and you know you might know what job I'm talking about but th- that project in particular was a beautiful example of explaining to people that you just can't throw anybody in a seat I've seen it like those subtle nuances you're talking about I've seen that a lot especially because I was always a truck driver first you know so you'd go to like loadout jobs and They'd see some like you could tell what was going on. Some of the younger guys are like, "Oh, that looks like the perfect spot for me to learn," you know. And then you're in the dump truck, and that fucking dude drops a load of dirt from 30 feet above your truck. Boom! Bounces your truck all over the place. It'll piss you off real quick. And I've seen those guys get kicked right out of the machine for doing that, and they still don't know what they did wrong, mm-hmm. and they just they kind of get shitty about it. And then it becomes just a an argument, and they don't they don't realize the subtle nuances they weren't paying attention to. You know, you don't fucking drop dirt from thirty feet in the air into the back of a truck. I mean, there might be places, but you'll piss off a lot of truckers doing that you shit only on do purpose. It to the driver you don't like. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well. that. It reminds me. Of, I sent you that video. It must have been a like a language barrier thing, where the guy, the truck driver, was out. And he imitated a, an excavator. He like, scooped up the dirt and he just dropped it. And he, and oh, yeah. He's like, I see that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. I, I've seen it a lot, especially with like simple jobs like that. You know, you just see that. And people don't understand. There's a lot of subtle nuances when it comes to operating that 
takes a long time to learn. Oh yeah, it's, I mean it's just like anything else. I mean like you, like you're saying, you get comfortable making that motion and digging and pulling and dumping and all that stuff. You just slowly want to kind of shave time off because you might be able to do a truck in 20 seconds, and you know you can slowly okay I'm comfortable now. Let's try and get to you know 17 seconds because at the end of the day, or at, like you said at the four months job, you might down to be down to 10 seconds. Which now in how many trucks are you now be able to do? compared to when you first because that 10 second shave off is mm-hmm. more production yeah it's just like everything else driving a car you know doing a podcast it's repetition you get better over time you those muscle memories and comfortability just gets completely better yeah well and you have to have a degree of honesty too because i've seen a lot of guys that like say a boss put them on a loadout job next thing you know they're saying they're going around to the next company yeah i can run an excavator i spent six months in there never dug a single fucking hole but they forget that part yeah they just say Mm -hmm. i've been in a hoe for yeah i ran i ran a hoe for six months for these guys yeah like i I was guilty of it i remember like the first times i ever ran like like backhoes was just loading trucks i went to the next company can you run a backhoe sure the fuck can yeah like i got got this (laughs) yeah go dig over here next to this uh this fucking wellhead um I, I got shit to do. I think they need a truck driver over there. <laughs> I have a dentist appointment in an hour. Yeah. Like you, you realize, and then I got, I got worried about that. Cause I caught myself doing it, you know, way back when I was younger. And then I got really bad at underselling myself like a motherfucker. And it would fuck me sometimes. Um, I would do that. Like at Arnold's, I did that. I went there. I can't operate shit. I can only drive a truck. I got stuck in a truck a lot more than I wanted to be. <laughs> but, uh, no, it works out. And then sometimes I've done backwards too. I've went out and like, I can only operate. And I like, I've not even told them I had a CDL. And then they're like, okay, cool. And then you're just like on the shittiest of shitty jobs. And you're like, can I just go haul the equipment now? <laughs> <laughs> you, you definitely yeah. reminded me of a, of a moment of when I very first started my first pipeline project. And they asked me, can you run, a, can you run an excavator? Well, yeah, I can run a hoe. Yeah, yeah I know what I'm doing. I went from a residential project to a full-fledged uh, mainline pipeline. All right, we need you to dig some ditch. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this. Well, you know, a, a storm drain ditch versus a pipeline <laughs> ditch are two different things, right? Mm-hmm. And they, you know, the, 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 the foreman that was over me, he said, oh, you poor individual. You know, he, he, used, <laughs> he used some stronger words, but, you know. Um, he he definitely you know shook his head and you know took off his cowboy hat and uh, at first he walked away right and uh, he saw that I, I was determined to you know try and fix it and make it right well the more I tried to fix it and make it right the just the worse I got mm-hmm. it was just I was going backwards and then finally he stuck me with someone that that knew the way it needed to be done and all of a sudden I was like oh my gosh there's there's another way right and you're just wow there's it's not just Oh, I know how to run this machine just because I could pull the lever, right? It's not just because I, I dig one ditch, I could dig all the ditches. It was amazing at that point how much I was like, I don't know a lot. <laughs> I have a lot to learn here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and sometimes luck comes into that. You got lucky and had a you know a good boss who was like, yeah. all right, we need to move this guy over here. So that's, that's what happened to me on the pipeline. Like, I went in there and I tried to undersell myself. Unfortunately, I knew some people there that knew me and they're like, no, he's lying. He can run equipment and they upsold me. So it was like this awkward spot where I was underselling myself and then they were overselling me. So they stuck me in the middle. And like one of the first few times I was digging ditch, guy'd come up and be like, you're so fucking slow. 
I'm like, dude, I know. He goes, it's a good ditch, but it's so fucking slow, dude. I can't. We're going to have to send guys on vacation and then come back and drop pipe in. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, but he started noticing just how like tedious I was and careful I was. So he was like, you know where you need to go? You need to go over with the fucking welders and the tie-in crew because I got guys losing fucking fingers figuratively. No one actually lost a finger, but you'd get a lot of, you know, of course, pissed off welders, pissed off fucking like the tie-in crew, the the guy on the ground trying to line pipe up because there's somebody in the excavator who he's like, I need you to come down a little. And that fucking pipe drops down two feet. And it was just always, they were running through guys like water. And he's like, you need to go over there. You got fucking surgeon hands because I'll bring those guys over to dig ditch and we can clean it up later. But so he's like, I ended up with the tie-in crew all the time. The bore crews running the bore crews. Cause I come from a directional drilling. So same shit I did just bigger. So he was like, he found where where you needed the tedious hands. So instead of just letting me sink on digging ditch, because he knew he's like, if I leave you here, some other fucking, you get put on another job, you're going to get run the fuck off. Mm-hmm. And, and you were you're like, you nailed it right on the nail head. But having someone that sits back and kind of says, okay, you need to belong here. You you belong here. You know, it's, it's that fitment, right? It's, it's, the, it's the orchestrator, you know, that's orchestrating the yeah. symphony yeah. to be able to say, you belong here, you belong there. Because you betcha, someone's going to excel at something better than someone else does or, or vice versa. But being able to kind of strategically eliminate the... Um, the uh, Yeah, you, your strengths for. are more suited in this area. Right, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And, and that, again, we're all great at something. Not good, we're, we're great at something. Yeah, We all are. What, what is that? Well, I don't know yet. So, you know, you go down this avenue for, for X period amount of time, and you're like, man, I'm, I'm, it's kind of stagnant, right? Well, gosh, you do a complete, you know, three, a 180, and all of a sudden you're just like, wait a minute. I'm really getting this in like half the time. Well, gosh, I'm, I'm going to go down this way, this route. But you got to have someone to say, hey, let's refocus your direction this way. You know, you always need someone to kind of help the guidance, right? And... You know, more times than not, you know, having that person to, to kind of guide and lead and direct, you know, kind of gets a little foggy and gets a little lost because perhaps that person's afraid that you're going to take their spot or yeah. take take something of theirs. And I'm, I'm a firm believer. I look forward to the person that replaces me. I look I look forward to, I look forward <clears throat> to when I'm no longer needed, right? Because then I could go start a new hobby. Right. You know, and, and, and it's great to have that mentality because it's, I don't know. It, it, it's great to have that mentality. Yeah, it, you, you're comfortable knowing that this person is capable, and you're, he's he's trusting. You, you, know, oh, yeah. you know he's oh, yeah. you know exactly what he can do. You know his personality. You know he's not going to sell anybody short, mm-hmm. and you can walk away you know happy with it. Oh gosh, yeah. And again, it's a, it is a reflection of you. How is it not? How how is mm-hmm. it not? And it goes right back to the the whole mentors and 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 what got me in the dirt in the first place right if it wasn't for those uh teachers you know to to be they were maybe i wouldn't have turned out the way i did whether it was good or bad you know who am i to know right but it also made me understand and have a different outlook on on certain things and i love it i absolutely love it to where if I could rub off on, on, on somebody else, whether it's good in a good way or, or in a negative way, but in some shape or way or form, and all of a sudden, five years from now, 
10 years from now, that person's still going to remember part of that. And that's like, all right, something, something clicked. Yeah. I do remember, cause you've taught me a lot in excavator cause we were in South Texas. I can't remember the area. We were doing a fuckload of mat load out. Good time. Good times. Yeah. And mats. Would, I hate hauling mats. Oh, mats, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hauling. Dude, it's like playing with Lincoln Logs, man. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid and I was playing with that stuff. And then I got to play with the big toys. I was like, <laughs> dude, mats are like, I love mats. Yeah. I mean, anyways, yeah. No, it just like you teach me, you know, because we had the, the time, you know, there was one or two trucks. The turnaround time was everything was there, you know, perfect situation. And, you know, just the way you would explain things, you know, when someone walks up to you, make sure you throw the lever, you know, pull the lever back, you know, and the way you explained it, it's always going to be something that sticks in my head because I don't want, you know, you to climb up on the tracks to talk to me or vice versa. I try and lean, o- lean over and now I'm swinging the boom and I hit a truck or I hit you, you know, just that, that day, you know, being taught, you know, definitely stuck, you know, I think about it all the time. And when I, when, when I see other people you know stop to talk or people walk up to it and they're like their their safety lever still up with the hydraulics engaged like you better turn that off <laughs> yeah yeah and, and, and you're so right more times than not like you, you, something a part of me rubbed off on you and then all of a sudden you find yourself telling somebody else and it could be the most simplest thing right mm-hmm. the most simplest but, thing and yeah. people are oblivious to it and you're like how on earth like who taught you you know and it's like you just want to like shake them sometimes because you're just like do you not realize you're a lethal weapon, right? You, you really are. And it, again, it doesn't matter what kind of machine, but using an excavator particularly, that is a, a, a very lethal weapon and just that damn safety lever. And that could ruin someone's yeah. day. <laughs> and, that, and, and, and it takes nothing. It's, it's effortless, right? To, 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 to basically touch it. To touch it, you right? You don't even know it. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Those moments are always the best that stick with you. Like I, I know uh-huh. too... So, like, when it comes to excavator safety, leaving your fucking bucket in the air and getting out of the machine, the moment where I learned to never do that was that it was even though it was just a mini X, it was like a 35 or a 45, no dear mini X, we were digging, and we dug under this power line, and I had to tie these two conduits together, and I was fighting it. So the operator, you know, as any good operator, waits about 20 minutes and goes, you want me to come do it for you? <laughs> yeah, come you want me to get out there and fucking show you how to do it? Yeah, come out. And he left that bucket there, and he jumps out, and he goes to, like, kneel down next to the hole I was in and hits his fucking head on the Whoa. tooth. No hard hat, and left the bucket in there. Fucking gashed the top of his head like a good three inches. Oh. And he looks at me, blood run down his face. He goes, and that's why you don't leave the fucking bucket in the air. <laughs> And I was like, I've never done it since seeing that. Mm-hmm. And I used to all the time leave it hanging over the trailer. Like if you're p- putting dirt into a dump trailer, just leave it sitting in the air. You know, if I can just swing the excavator to the side, jump out, get in the hole and help someone. But I seen that and that was one of those moments I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. And then the like you were saying, guys are always continuing to learn. When, uh, when the pipeline company I was with switched to the cat, uh, blades and graders he uh, that old man I was telling you that was like a wizard at everything he was always he we had one old ass fucking deer and he always wanted to run that one with the fucking little steering wheel shit and one day it was like the end and he was I was backfilling and he was doing finish work in the old in the the old deer grader and he, I catch him like I filled up my shit and then I went back and I was at the drag up tank filling up or the bulk tank filling up my drag up tank and I look at him and he's sitting in my blade 
and he's sitting there and he's like fucking with the joysticks so i go back over there, i was like what the fuck you think you're doing in my machine and he goes how the fuck you flip the blade over in this thing so i showed him you know you fucking hit the button pull the pin you can flip the blade over you know swing it to the side all this shit and he goes that's pretty quick he goes ah this machine's still fucking stupid i'm going back to mine <laughs> <laughs> But then he caught me with the ride comfort and I was playing with the ride comfort one day and he's like, why is your so much less bouncy? I was like, ride comfort, bro. Just turn the switch on and off. And he was just like, you've got to be shitting me. But you'd always catch him. And then I caught him a few jobs later, like running one. And you could see him fucking just play with all this shit in there. And he was like, these are kind of nice. How do you hook your phone up to the radio? (laughs) (laughs) But it's like you could see it, that little kid curiosity got him. And he had to get out of his old machine. He's like, oh, what the fuck is this? You know, playing with everything. It was, that was a lesson. I was like, see? And he was, I don't know how old he was. I figured out he had to be in his 70s because he said he's pipelined his whole life since he was 15 years old and he only took two years off to go to Vietnam. And he said he was old when he went to Vietnam. So I was like, you got to be in your like mid 70s. He's old. But I was like, yep, you'd never stop learning, I guess. Mm-mm. But and that, that's the other coolest thing about the work that we do and, and the, work, the work that I do in particularly. And, and not just saying one place is my favorite or not just saying that uh, one machine is my, my the, the, the best machine to run. And, and, and meeting the, the variety of people, you know, from state to state and, and having s- all that basically all, all that knowledge and all that ability to basically absorb it all is, is, is something I strive for you know again it's coming across those encounters of the, those people that, that you that have that impact on you and you're just like holy smokes I would have never would have crossed that had I stayed in my little bubble my whole life right and, and, and being able to, to take that chance then all of a sudden before you know it you're, you're meeting people that are like legends right you're just like oh my god how, where were you this whole time right and and it's cool too because then you rub off on them and you don't even know it you, you don't even know it but you know it's just like uh, you were saying when when people are um you know the the old timers are, are, are set to the to the old way things are working and it works for them right and then the newer technology comes on and then all of a sudden you know there's somebody else you know with a younger mind that jumps in and says oh man start pushing this or start doing this and all of a sudden, you know, that, that grumpy old individual is like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like a little you know? kid in a candy shop. Yeah, like, yeah, like a little that, kid. That was, we got those excavators with all that e-fence technology. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The old guys, when they started figuring that shit out, they're like, what? I could just set the def and slam the stick down and it stops? <laughs> <laughs> man. It, yeah, it's always cool when you get those two generations to clash mm-hmm. and then everybody comes out a winner, you yeah. know? Yeah. We, 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 we chatted about that, you know, towards the beginning of the of the of the you know podcast when we started it's it's interesting because just our age group you know we grew up with the rise of technology and obviously the kids that are younger with us you know have they've lived with it their entire lives compared to our parents that didn't have it so we're right in the middle where we get to work with the older people that never had it we get to learn it and then teach them and then watch them use it at the same time so we we get a mixture of all these different worlds together well we're, we're at the tail end of like the old technology too because like the next generation coming up like i've ran a four stick you know the like that's old school shit you don't need to hardly see them but i got the pleasure of learning how to run a four stick like excavator mm-hmm. four sticks or a backhoe the backhoes are worse 
Oh but, yeah. Okay. Hey, I was, or, I was even, or even or even the motor graders, like the motor graders with the trees on them. Yeah. You know, he, or <clears throat> take it even further back. You know, we got the the older uh, motor graders. You know, got itty tiny uh, steering wheel, and you got to pull the whole, uh, you know, column forward, and you have an abundance of levers. And it's kind of like what I'm not playing the piano here, yeah. <laughs> but, but but you are, you yeah, know? exactly. You, you you really are, you know. And that right there was like your musical instrument, and you're just going at it, and that's how I was taught, right? And then all of a sudden, now it got closer to where all you have in front of the steering wheel, and you have your levers that are right here, yeah, at your fingertips, at your, at your fingertips, and then joysticks. now we got joysticks, and and, and joysticks are, are molded towards the people that are. Or replacing me, or, or not necessarily replacing me, but replacing replacing people that were taught, you know the yeah. the the piano way. That's a good and yeah. bad thing too, because so I only ran the joysticks, mm-hmm. and then they sent me to another job. I had that fucking steering wheel. I was like, go call Smitty, dude. I, yeah, I'm know. not a piano I player. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Which yeah, that that could be a bad thing, but what I'm like the next generation, they're not even going to see what you're talking about. Right. They're only going to know the joysticks. So right. we got, we got to at least see everything. They're going to have a blade where they have a, a, a plug-in where they can put their Xbox controller and they'll just sit there full use their fucking Xbox controller to do everything. Dude, they're already using so, drone skitsters. They are. Yeah. yeah. I've actually, so no BS. I've actually seen it firsthand to where you can take a, well, yeah, it's an Xbox uh, controller, not a PlayStation controller. And the concept of that controller is incorporated into the hand the, the hand joysticks. Dude, I'm going to become a fucking hell of an of an operator if they can let me take my Xbox controller to work. Just close your eyes and visualize the wind before you do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the other way around. I'd want them fucking joysticks from the fucking cap for my Xbox controller, oh, dude. Yeah. I was so finicky. I jumped in a... I'm slow, slow with an Xbox controller. <laughs> I jumped in that cat blade you're talking about with the joysticks one time, and I was like, nope, nope, nah. uh not gonna do it because I'm used to the ones like the middle one that you were talking about where it's right here in your fingertips yeah. and then even I jumped into John Deere one just moving it and I was very confused <laughs> I liked it but again that's what I learned on that's yeah. the only thing I got to run the other one they sent me that other job I was like dude I can't I, it, it, I was like how fast do you need this done well we'd like to have fucking topsoil pulled back in today not your man sorry yeah. it's like <laughs> it's the gonna skitsters. take me a day to figure this piano out yeah you have your foot pedals you have your oh fuck, fucking pedal or your controls that fold in and out you have your new controls the iso controls and shit like that but it, it reminds me of a of a little speech by jocko you know about perfection there's no such thing as perfection because we're always working at it and he goes i'm i visualize pushing a boulder up a mountain i'm always going to be going the goal is to get to the top but i hope i never get there there's going to be days where I slip and I have to go, I fall down the hill a little bit, but I'm always moving up the hill or I'm always moving. And if I somehow find myself at the top of the mountain of what perfection would be, I'm going to push that fucking boulder down the mountain and find the next one to push it up, push it up. There's yeah. no such thing as perfect because there's always going to be something new to learn. Yeah. And you're just plateauing yourself. Yeah. I was always trying to learn backwards. So like, I don't know what you guys call it, but we always called it like deer controls, like running a backhoe. Okay. Instead of excavator controls, they're opposite. And I always did deer controls because I learned how to dig it first with a backhoe with the two sticks. So it's the same with the joysticks. Yeah. I've, I've, I've jumped in a few machines. That oh, like man. That. Yeah, then, you pull the wrong lever and it just fucking slams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would get, I was, there was <laughs> only two. spam my vocabulary. There. Like, <laughs> there was only two guys at our company, me and my buddy that ran deer controls. So every time we left a hoe and another guy went and got in, you'd hear, you motherfucker. <laughs> and then you'd hear always hear, back in my day, I actually had to get out and at least change the hydraulic hoses to switch the controls over. <laughs> but we'd always like, because that's the only way I know. So then 
when we were like backfilling, I'd switch the controls and try to learn excavator controls. And I just looked like my first day again, just <laughs> slamming the bucket on the ground and doing shit all fucked up. But I used to do that all the time. Try to, like you said, try to learn a little more. Cause I'm like, well, maybe one day I'll be somewhere where I can't switch the controls and it might be good to fucking know how to run excavator controls. Yeah. You just magically show up to the job with a 1970 X. Yeah. And you're like, Oh <laughs> fuck. <laughs> same, same with skidsters. Like I fucking, the first skidsters I ever ran were like the two stick bobcats and I hated them. Mm-hmm. And then, then after that, we all, like everywhere I went had deer skidsters, so I could do the fuck all hand controls and never use my feet except for the throttle. And even then, you could just turn the throttle up and leave it up, you know. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, I'd get bored and switch the controls over and try to use my foot to run the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I have too heavy of feet. Yeah. Can't do that shit. I, you, I, mean I, you have too much enthusiasm in the feet. I, got, I want that shit in the air now. <laughs> I got told it's taking more, so long. Yeah, I got told more than once. Just do what you know, so we can go home today. <laughs> but. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Equipment operating. Pretty fun. It is. It is. It is. And uh, I miss it. I get excited now when I get to go run a fucking forklift. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I don't get to do no operating except driving around. But, like, the other day I went to a job with a billboard company and they were setting up a digital billboard. And I hung out with them all day while they craned off all the parts to put this big digital billboard together. And they had all the pallets from the cases for the display screens left and they're like can you take this back to our shop i was like yeah and he goes and it was actually the first forklift i ever run to drive i used to work for the guy's brother-in-law like 12 years ago and the guy was like that old forklift still the same one i got he was like i was like fuck yes <laughs> i get to go run a forklift fuck yeah never mind it was like 20 degrees and snowing but i was still fucking excited to go around a forklift <laughs> I told Haley. I told Haley. I was like, "I'm gonna go buy me like a mini X at Richie Brothers, and just so I have something to do." And there you go. Keep my skills nimble. <laughs> I'll be keep out. No, my I'll be out digging holes all over my backyard. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, if you had, I guess, a sentence or what? What would you say to someone that's learning? Like, what if? If you were, you know, at the end of the show, and you were your last impression to somebody that you that's wanting to learn equipment, what would you, what would be your few words to them? Um, uh, what would be my few words? You know, I I think it would be along the lines of just when you think you know it, somebody else knows a little something more. Um, I I think that that is quick to be deleted in a sense because once you feel like you're comfortable and you're content that's when mistakes happen that's that's when things are, are happening right when people are learning and people are, are focused and, and again it goes right back to if someone told me hey i need you to go hang off a cliff i'm your guy i'll do that in a heartbeat hey this is going to be a really situ- a serious situation where things will go wrong it's not if they'll go wrong they will go wrong i'm I'm that guy right because of the fact that i want to keep those butterflies in my stomach i want to keep that that sense of there's a lot of people depending on me right there's a lot of i don't want to say anxiety but there's a lot of um nerves going on right because you're so focused and you're and you're so dedicated to getting that that task completed that when someone that's learning and someone that's, you know, to that point where, oh, I've learned this. I'm, I'm good. Well, you don't have those butterflies anymore. You don't, you don't have that, that sense of, 
of push inside of you to have those nerves going off like fireworks going oh my gosh this is the, the excitement level right yeah now the excitement level can still be there when someone has it you know and, and hey, i'm really comfortable doing this but then all of a sudden they start getting a little more lax and a little bit more content to where you hear the words complacency come involved right we hear that all the time complacency to where yes I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer to where if you're not pushing yourself you're not pushing that machine you're not pushing that machine you're not maximizing the time you're not there's so many things in a day that that gets overlooked to where i had one person ask me one time they're like man you're 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 like a zombie at the end of the day and i'm like yeah all i want to do is just, i want to go to bed because i, I, I it's like I, I can't push the dirt fast enough i, I can't swing the, the 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 hoe quick enough why is that because I, you, you try so hard to push you try so hard to outwork or outwit or outperform it, it, it's fun that for me that's what makes it fun that's what makes it enjoyable that's why i look forward to doing it or mm-hmm. that's that's why i find myself doing it more times than not right and and people sometimes forget that it's kind of like yeah it's a job yeah i got to move dirt today it was pretty cool it should be great mm-hmm. you know it's like i'm alive i'm, I'm alive. alive i'm yeah i'm playing with tonka toys i did this when i was like a pipsqueak and i'm still doing it yeah it's so cool now don't get me wrong i mean there's there's projects that limit you to to certain things but that doesn't mean you can't maximize the performance of that machine right and some people sometimes people just need reminders of that so when people are, are just getting started and, and just getting that 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 fresh uh fresh uh, sense of uh completion just know there's a little bit more there's a little bit more after that right and and just because you know you can you know turn the key or push the button to to to, to start that machine all right, what, what's next, right? What, what, what can you do just a little bit more? What, just a little bit more. And that's something I, 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 I try to do every single day. Just a little bit more. Doesn't matter what it is, just just a little bit more. A little bit more than the previous day. Just a little bit more than the previous day. Hell yeah. What would you say, John? What would I say? Yeah, what would you say to someone? Oh, man, I would just say keep an open mind. You know, there's so many, like, you know, touched on, there's so many different ways to do something, you know, just because Cody sees something doesn't mean Albert's not going to see it. You know, there's all, there's so many different points of view and have fun with it. Like I run John Deere tractors. I do a lot of seating and I find that shit fun. When I get an excavator, I look forward to that because I, I'm not good at all. Like I'm not, I'm nowhere near your, your level, but I enjoy being in an excavator and I'm, I'm going to have fun with that shit. Dozer, I haven't spent much time in it, but to me, it's just a lot of back and forth. So a little bit different opinion on you know, on equipment, but just have fun with it and just be ready to. You want you I want you to want to learn. And, you know, to add real quick to that, what got you to where you are right now, right? Why were you excited the first day, and now, a year later, you're not as excited, right? Don't forget why you started in the first place, mm-hmm. right? And and again, it's that waking up in the morning. I look forward to going to work. Well, why is that, right? Whether it, you know it's the family side of things, or whether it's the the ability to create or do something, it's, it's never forgetting that, right? It's like, why did I wake up this morning? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I need a reminder of that, right? We all need reminders of it. But then when you kind of get that, you're like, oh yeah, it's clicking all of a sudden. 
I, I, again, it's, it's it's that sense of accomplishment too. What about you? I mean, you guys kind of stole. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> a less elegant of version of what Co- Cody said. I was gonna say uh, you're never good enough. There's always more to learn, more to do, better to get. But I guess if I had to be different, I'd say if you're a newer guy or a younger guy, find that lo- like don't have issues that a lot of guys have issues that I've dealt with in the past. Find that fine line between underselling yourself and overselling yourself to put you in the position to always keep learning and keep doing better. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go in. If you've only sat in an excavator loading the trucks, you know, don't go in and claim you're the best operator in the world. You know, you can be honest and say, yeah, I can run one, but all I've done is this. And, and when, I'm, I'm willing to learn more. And when you find that, that supervisor, that boss, or that mentor on the job site, whoever it may be, that can expand your knowledge base and kind of bubble you at the same time like not put you in a position to fail like stick with it find that person to hang out with them you know if they're willing to capitalize on what you're good at and then still be able to put you in a position where you're uncomfortable but can learn and get better i mean follow follow that lead and stick with it but oh yeah don't do what i did either and just try to lie and say you can't drive a truck you've never seen one i mean don't fake it till you make it <laughs> yeah. I hear that all the time. you gotta you gotta find that Shoot, line this. you gotta find that fine line between <laughs> faking it till you make it and make it till you can fake it like you gotta get in the middle there and there you go and capitalize on it every way you can you know that, real quick story you know what someone said uh they could run a dozer right yeah i can run a dozer can you run a winch dozer oh yeah i can run a winch dozer i can run a winch cat and when someone's so quick to say, oh, yeah, I can, I can run a dozer. Well, running a dozer and running a winch cat are two different things. And when you uh, learn the uh, or when you uh, get the nickname of a free spool, oh, yeah, that, that's free spool. Yeah, that, that's not a winch cat operator. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, again, just because you can work the front of the blade doesn't mean you can work the, the back of the machine. And, you know, when you get the nickname like free spool, that's not the kind of person you want running a winch cat <laughs> no. yeah. well and you got like you said you gotta be careful with that because you could be like you talked about earlier you're you're you can be a weapon at a point you know uh-huh. Not, you, there's there's jobs where you got to use a, a dozer to anchor an excavator on the side of a mountain and you don't want to go oversell yourself why there's some dude in a eighty thousand pound excavator relying on your skills because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i've heard her stories about excavators toppling down mountains because of shit like that yeah. we did a lot of that in the east and then i've been on a mountainside in wyoming where two winch dozers winched off a hydromulcher and i'm standing on a hydromulcher at a fucking 45 degree angle to stand straight up if something failed, fucking 10 people are dying. Yep. Don't need that guy fucking jamming a knob when he's trying to take his hoodie off and nope. fucking does it. <laughs> I've seen that in the excavator once. It was not good. Fucking welders welding on the pipe and the pipe slams on the ground. What the fuck happened? I was just taking my hoodie off. Pull the fucking lever up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, you want to wrap this one up or what? Yeah, I was getting ready to ask that, but... We got. I have some rapid fire questions. Do you still got some ready for them? Oh fuck no! Okay. I forgot all about rapid fire. Uh, well, I, 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 I typed did you them rephrase up. yours so it sounds a little more elegant on, on the wing? It, it's on still the typed up the same, but I know how to say. Okay. It. okay. So <laughs> we have rapid fire questions. So, okay. do you like bone in or traditional wings? Oh, totally traditional. Dude, okay. that's the same thing. 
Boneless or bone in? I don't want no boneless. I, Let's see. I, I, I like, <laughs> Do you want boneless I, or bone in? I want bone in. Okay. You know what, I mean? <laughs> if what was yours? The sock? Boneless. Oh, sock. <laughs> yeah. Do you put... Uh, there's a radio host that used to ask this on the radio all the time. Do you put sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or sock, shoe, sock, shoe when you get oh, put your boots on? Oh, sock, them? sock, shoe, shoe. Like full on, like, you know. If you listen to that. Make sure I get the right socks. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you listen to that guy's show, he, uh, there's a surprising amount of people that put sock, shoe, sock, shoe. And I'm just like, that makes no sense mm-hmm. in my life. <laughs> you know what? There's one, there's one uh, guy I was rooming with, and he had to make sure he had a left sock and a right sock. <laughs> I, I, excuse me is that a is that a, is that a thing he's like yeah it's a thing <laughs> you learn some weird shit when you have to room with dudes yeah <laughs> uh, um so i also have on here like do you do you re- listen or read books at all do you have a recommended book or any outsourced material that you would recommend to anybody you know the the, the I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but like the world is the book, right? The outside is the book. Okay. Um, being hands hands in it is is the book, right? It's 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 not always so much what's what's on the computer screen, right? It's not so much what's what's on the cell phone. It's it's the world life, you know. Doing this and starting this at a very young age, it was all hands on. That's all it was. So instead of saying hands on, it was it was the street smarts learning that well how do you learn that being out there and being involved in it being in the streets being in the streets of it you know what when when you have a project going on in your backyard and well i'll take it back you know i'll rephrase that when you're when you're young and 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 your your uh your 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 dad or your your mom is doing something in the backyard you know and you're just looking out the window well get outside and, and, and help and you know, get hands in it, right? Because then not only are you learning something and you're establishing like a trait of it, but you're remembering. It's a muscle memory thing. And, and it was never really a book for me. It was never really a uh, what can I Google? You know, what, what can I YouTube? I'm not saying I haven't YouTubed, but it, it was the basics of, gosh, I, I'm going to go outside real quick. I'm going to. Well, it's like you're saying if you YouTube it, you have to go do it. Don't YouTube it and then say you can do it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. Yeah. That's a, I like that. I will say, you know, the, you probably won't find many blue collar jobs where if you have a leader, he's probably always going to choose a team of guys with street smarts, not a book smart team, because at the end of the day, you got to be able to do it. You have to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it, something will go wrong. It's and not if it's when. Yeah. And you, you only learn how to deal with that by doing it. You can only read so many solutions before it's like it's not applicable mm-hmm. you have to live it do it put your hands in i make my kid do it every time i back into somebody one of my neighbor's fences and i gotta fix their fence i make tucker come help me pour cement <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, that, it's that kind of stuff that sticks oh yeah yeah and, and it does i mean there's a there's a one time where it was it was it was glorified chaos it really was and i was maybe 10 years old and I'll never forget, but uh, I was told to, hey, go jump in there and, and figure it out. I'm like, figure what out? What am I, what am I figuring out? <laughs> I don't know, but you'll figure it out. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's that shock value. Yeah. Well, when you're little, you remember that shit. Yeah. 
when I hit that neighbor's fence, I made Tucker come help me. And then when I hit my, this neighbor's fence, I, was it was it just because you were hitting the fence, or you just wanted to meet new neighbors? Yeah, you know. Well, I was hitting the fence. <laughs> it was dark. Forty foot trailer, and my alley gets a little tight. <laughs> this fence. Was, I haven't met this neighbor lately. Here, hold on. This fence was when I broke that one. It was uh, impatience. It was like I got home at midnight and I wanted to go inside and go to bed. And, it wasn't I, I, I it backed was up the, about a foot further than the fence was. It was in the way. <laughs> Ultimately, it was in the way, and you were just you know, quietly telling your neighbor that, hey, your fence doesn't need to be here anymore. Yeah. But uh, when I made Tucker help me fix this fence, he's like, do we have to get concrete like the other fence we did? I was like, yep, glad you remember that. <laughs> he was like, we're using more concrete than last time. Well, I went to the store this time. <laughs> I fucked it up more this time. Yeah. Well, for the ending of the show... Cody does not do social media unless anything has changed. So no, you I'm cannot. Not, I'm, follow, pretty, I'm pretty boring. You can't <laughs> follow him anywhere. So right. unless you see podcast clips or you see a picture of him, that's the only way you're going to know what he looks like. And if you find him magically on the streets or in a job, just go say hi. Other than that, we have the regular social medias that we've talked about in the beginning of the show. So the more you help us, the more we help you. Obviously, we have headsets now. Next thing might be cameras. Who knows? Or the next time you might see me, I'll be having a, rock, a rocket. You might have a rocket shirt. A you shirt might have on. a blue-collar syndicate hat. And Who knows? I'm, exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, the, and then pretty soon, you're just not going to be able to get rid of me on this podcast. Yeah, everything's uphill from here. We're all going. We're just going forward. But right. And to the dude on Instagram that stole our picture, take that shit down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not cool, bro. But, I mean, other than that, that's all I got. You got anything? Nope. Cody, last words? yeah thanks for having me um like i said this is all new to me so thank you very much for having me and 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 thanks for being patient with me on on a, on a few subjects and of course you thank you what? thank you for taking your time to come over and bullshit with us oh 100 let the world the, the 27 people know about you we're up to awesome. like 37 come on yeah hey, I'm, 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 I'm underselling <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, we just okay. talked about this 35 <laughs> okay <laughs> but other than that take care everybody See you next time. Thank you.